ASI, this is Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. My name is Russ Shaw, episode 18, the Christmas special. But I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. Oh yeah, got to love the Johnny Cash cover of the old Seattle grunge rock song, Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. My name is Russ Shaw. Being in that it's the Christmas special, I figured a little jingle bells in the background there would be appropriate. Yes, that's three layers of audio right there. Impressive, right? Hard at work here in the studio. And here, check this out. Episode 18, Christmas? What does sex have to do with it? Question mark. That's what I'm titling this episode. Are you just trying to be a Scrooge, taking away everyone's fun, Russ? What's wrong with sex? And uh, I know what some of you are thinking too, right? Was it really appropriate to put uh, Santa Claus in there, Russ? You might be thinking, is this the show for that Santa in your right intro there? Due to its mature subject matter. And Russ, don't you know that Santa is a lie? It is not your place to lie to your children. Tell them the truth about Jesus Christ. Tell them the truth about what Christmas is all about. That it's about Jesus and it's not about Santa Claus. So yeah, that's a pastor in Texas, David Grisham, this guy who... uh, uh, is, you know, it makes me you hear people say, we need to put the Christ back in Christmas. And yes, Christmas is a, a Christian holiday. Um, but why don't we first put the Christ back in Christians? Because that guy is not demonstrating a very Christian type of uh, approach. I mean, there's a bunch of kids in front of him. This was at a mall, I guess. It's kind of making its way virally around the Internet. And then people wonder why Christianity is on the decline in my country. You have guys like this. That's all the truth. And there is no real Santa Claus. There is no Santa. And as deplorable as this man may be, you know, standing in front of a mall Santa uh, going on his fire and brimstone preacher, all caps rage there. Uh, there's a little piece of him in all of us. And that's something that I wanted to, whether we voice it or not, there's something in all of us that that does that, the inner judge And I wanted to address some of that on the podcast here using a little bit of a Charles Dickens classic that's been made into film numerous times. And one of my favorites is the comedy remake with Bill Murray back in 1989. You know, what's there? There's something to the Scrooge in all of us. Maybe I should retitle this episode Sympathy for the Scrooge. Via satellite from New York, Bethlehem, Helsinki, West Berlin, and the Great Barrier Reef, Charles Dickens' immortal Christmas classic, Scrooge. Starring Buddy Hackett, Jamie Farr, 
the Solid Gold Dancers, and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. Hosted by Sir John Houseman. Bah, Scrooge, humbug. it will touch your every heartstring. That's right, it all starts on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve on IBC. You'll love it. Oh my gosh. Does that suck? Y you know who loves Mary Lou Retton, Frank? My kids. Yeah. Children love an acrobat. Oh, we have spent $40 million on a live TV show. You guys have got an ad with America's favorite old fart reading a book in front of a fireplace. Now, I have to kill all of you. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. Feared by men, adored by women. Adored? Let's be honest, Lou. You paid for the women. I'm warning you, Frank. Don't waste your life as I did mine. Waste? How can you say that? You're a legend in this business. You're the man who invented the miniseries. Mankind should have been my business. Charity, mercy, kindness. That should have been my business. Don't wait. Get yourself involved. Yes, that is Bill Murray, the film Scrooged. I believe that's 1989, 88, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, I love that film. I love Bill Murray. Bill Murray's like, if there could be a pop culture, like, Pope of America, I would, I would elect Bill Murray to do that, to play that part. Some really good improv stuff by, by Bill in that film. And... You know, the the allegory, the analogy, the fiction that's true that comes out in that great old classic by Charles Dickens is is awesome, isn't it? And I know this is audio, so you can't see what's happening there, but Bill Murray's having a conversation with the ghost of Christmas future, right? And he's basically having a discussion with a corpse that is his dead boss's ego. Just a brilliant, I mean, Dickens got it, right? And it's part of my communication podcast kind of passion, right? This is, you know, because we love to demonize something like pornography, right? Make it the problem. Make it the scary ghost. And what is really going on is we've created a great environment for that that thing to live that habit to live like people ask what does sex have to do with it why don't you talk about sex that much russ and one of the things that i'll just throw knock that one aside right here all right the reason i don't talk about sex that much is because the roots of this thing is intimacy um and in the same way people don't see what you do with your genitals right most people don't see what we're doing sexually most people also don't see how we reason out the way we judge others in the world. Okay, and this has a lot to do with compulsive behavior and why we keep returning to the throw up, right? 
That comes from Proverbs uh, twenty six eleven. King Solomon's using this analogy of uh, a fool repeats his folly like a dog returning to his vomit, and I, you know, it, and it's sort of like that. Like, and that's what I'm saying here is that what we're doing is like we've regurgitated something from the inside, and then we're redevouring it. And the point I'm going to make here is that it's because we're subconsciously repeating the same conscious levels of thinking about ourselves and others. And apologies if you're eating lunch or dinner as you're listening to this podcast. Folks, my name is Pastor David. Kids, I wanted to tell you today that there is no such thing as Santa Claus. Santa Claus does not exist. The Christmas season is about Jesus. Jesus was born 2016 years ago. He was born in a manger in a small town called Bethlehem. See, I listened to that, and it reminds me of someone walking around like a zombie, sort of, right? But they're passionate, right? Sometimes they're not just asleep, like that kind of unconsciousness like this guy and fully for me um it wasn't that i was walking around like in a purple haze just kind of uh, you know unconscious um i was i had a judge in charge of me i believe this kind of self-righteous judgy thing and and, and it blocked me from seeing others again this, this jesus talk does this analogy matthew 7 right the plank in the speck right Walking around like a zombie with a piece of wood hanging out of your face. Go deepening in our levels of consciousness. It's basically like the Bible says about the hard heart. Someone with a hard heart. The, the Scrooge guy has a hard heart. This pastor walking into a mall with blatant disregard for others' feelings and how they are going to, right? Like, this is a street preacher, bad Santa, all rolled up into one, Right? But it, he's he's passionate about truth, and he's trying to express that. And I hope you hear that, too. I speak from experience here, all right? I'm not just the guy, you know, pointing the finger at the bad pastor here, all right? I was very judgy like that for many years. And the strange role cognitive dissonance plays in the mind of the Christian, right, parent may think that maybe he does raise a good point, you know, getting around some of my... You know, okay, Santa, people, there's, oh, I have friends that, you know, they go through this with their kids, and what did I do with my kids, and uh, ask me those questions. I was, a, I was a mess when my kids were little like that, so I, I, you know, I went back and forth. My poor daughter, I think we were very kind of conservative, Christian, anti-Santa Claus when my daughter was little, and... When my son was little, like he got all the Santa love because I, you know, hit the eject button on uh, a lot of that, you know, conservative Republican Christian stuff that I was in. Well, here's what I would say today in my maturing and my growth about the, the Santa question is, is Santa real when your kids get to that age where they start questioning? Um, so here I'll go ahead and interject my free Santa advice for whatever it's worth for you this holiday season. Uh, a gift from your host. Once again, uh, Santa advice from Russ. 
some basic psychology uh, with kids is that kids don't necessarily know, right? They can't distinguish between what is pretend and what is real until around age six, right? Right about the end of five and early age six. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. See, I start talking about psychology a little bit. I just want to make sure you're still paying attention, right? Uh, fun with sound effects today. As I was saying, before I went and threw some more Santa in there. <laughs> but with your kids, listen, whether Santa is real or not is a great opportunity to get down to your kid's level, look at them in the eyes, and just ask certain questions. Like, why do you say that, you know? And listen, it's such a great opportunity to nurture your kids. And that's something I didn't do, all right? So one of those things I wish I could go back and do. If you guys are listening who have kids that are, uh, you know, around that age, it's it's such a, again, such a great nurturing opportunity to be involved in, in how they're, convictions start to develop, how their beliefs start to develop, how empathy works its way in there when thinking about stories and other people and pretend versus actual life, right? What do you feel and believe? And this is a great way to not be a self-righteous jerk like that pastor. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe how your parents... You know, if you grew up in not the greatest situation, like I get that. Um, it's just a great way to communicate emotionally with your kids in the element of story and in beliefs. You know, start to bring, start to introduce some philosophy. All right, not just philosophy, because some philosophy is is goofy, right? It's like. It's like the secular version of speaking in tongues, right? It's a philosophy. But I think when philosophy is good is when it gets down to critical reasoning. And critical reasoning is important because it's the base emotional, right, center of decision making. See, because what is real, right? That's a great question. Is Santa real? Well, what is real? What is true and what is fiction and what is metaphor, right? That's a great way to bring in relationship communication with your kids because listen this is where religion enters in and where faith enters in because because when it comes to a faith-based approach of critical reasoning there's no proof of it right that's why it's called faith-based right like if you go to a christian college or something like that or a religious school it's called a faith-based education or if you you go towards counseling and you're going to go to a, like a Christian counselor or a Buddhist counselor or a shaman or whatever. Like this is called faith-based counseling. Why? Because it's based in faith and there's no proof. There's no evidence. There's no concrete, right, where the psychologist or the psychiatrist is going to say that there's behavioral science involved. And usually that's based on the chemicals that come out of a prescription that he writes. <laughs> so... But before we believe, it's important for the Spirit to open our eyes. And I think this is the work that the Spirit does. Other people come into our story or interact with us as the Spirit is doing this work of cultivating us from the inside out. 
this is the pilgrimage, right, that Seth talks about in his book. This is saying goodbye to pornography forever, right? Like That's one of those things that you do that will set you on a journey if you choose to have the courage to go a little deeper than just the behavior mod. And that's what, exactly what I'm talking about here. Because it's the smartest among us that tend to be the most asleep, you know? Um, it reminds me of this verse, First uh, Corinthians uh, one twenty-seven. Uh, God will choose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God will choose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God will choose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not to bring. Think like in this scene. Um, it's much like the three ghosts in Dickens' film, right? The, these are wake-up calls. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right, uh, let's get it over with. I-, I walked all day and night to find you. You look like you came from the North Pole. That's <laughs> exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. You did? So, go on. Go on with what? Are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Um, I'm I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. And, um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you. Daddy! And guess what? I love you! I love you! I love you! Wow. That was weird. Usually you guys just, uh, you know, put my name in the jingle bells or something. It's me, your son. Susan Wells had me, and and she didn't tell you, and, 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 but now I'm here. It's me, buddy. Susan Wells. You said Susan Wells? Yes. Who sent this Christmas crown? What's a Christmas gram? I want one. I think we should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper, too. It's okay. Walter's my father. Well, your dad's busy right now. Okay, I'll come back later. Yeah, no, you're not going to come back for a while, okay? You're going to go back to Sandland. Okay. This is why I love movies like Elf, right? It's not that... You know, it's just believe. Why? Believe. Why? Because it's important to believe. Everyone believe. This is where we get into talking about spirit. And in the spiritual realm, if you could prove it, it wouldn't be faith, would it? There's love in there somewhere. There's community. There's unity. And for Elf's dad, a little wake-up call happens so he could open his eyes and believe. And you may be asking, what does this have to do with, you know, explaining or unpacking Santa Claus to my kids? It has a lot to do with it. Because the way you do it, it shows that you care. And it's funny because at the, you know, in the elf film, it it, it sort of lands the plane on believe in Santa. Because, and it's not all about that. It's about believing. Why? Because when you believe your heart grows bigger and softer. It has a different emotional temperature than the certainty machine in your head trying to figure it all out. There's very little love, understanding, and empathy there. 
there's no concrete evidence in the physical realm that faith-based stuff exists. So it's all in the realm of faith. Um, so when we can emotionally communicate why we believe what we believe to our kids, it's it's a lot more healthy at household. And then people aren't hiding their emotions and their feelings. That's something else I wanted to get into. I read an article about repressing feelings and, and how that can right cause issues in our lives. And this is where it starts usually when, you know, you start telling people what they shouldn't shouldn't believe, right? Rather than just barking at them about it being about Jesus. I'm sorry, I laugh. It's it I should be sad, but it's just, you know, that's part of my passion for doing this podcast, that it's not just about, like, sexual ethics or morality or something like that, but how that's communicated, how with our bodies we express love and relationship. And hopefully this pastor, if he has kids, I wonder, you know, if they ever ask him, hey, where do babies come from? <laughs> like, how is he going to explain that one? That's a sin. It's a sin in the eyes well, what, of God. Kids, really there is, is no sin. Sinna. There Santa's is not real. Your there parents are lying to you. Don't believe it. Uh, anyway, right? Maybe you may bring some metaphor or some story in there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, it it goes to what we know, what we feel, what we should and ought to do, and then what we're actually doing when no one's looking. Right? That's uh, it's critical reasoning. The difference between what we believe, what we think, and what we feel. Anyhow, I'm getting ahead of myself on this episode here. I love that stuff. Production quality right there. That's from uh, like free uh, free magic sound effects YouTube, by the way. Uh, a little news. Uh, ASI247.org is the website for this podcast. And... This will be the last podcast of 2016. Aww. I know, I know, right? It's going to be, uh, it was like a Christmas special slash end of the year thing I got going on. So I feel that might call for another transitional sound effect, right? There we go. I think I might have a brand new addiction. <laughs> addiction to sound effects and these transitional things it, it helps the mind uh pay attention at least for me so theme for the podcast number one is scrooge right some sympathy or empathy for the scrooges in all of us and uh another three gift thing but before i get into that um you know who's not a scrooge tony Tony S, Tony the Tiger, Tony, the guy who uh, donated here to this podcast recently as a new donator helping to keep this thing alive, as well as uh, another recent donation from John Cowboy and my homie Chuck, who's uh, also keeping this ASI podcast afloat as it is not free, right? It's a uh, freedom isn't free. Um, just throwing that out there. If you'd like to give a donation to this podcast, man, I'd certainly appreciate it. ASI247.org. You could throw some gas money in uh, to keep this thing rolling during this uh, 
holiday season into the new year, and it is a trying time for myself and my family, uh, but we're getting through. And it really warms my heart that you guys even listen, much less donate to this thing. Um, keeping it Christmassy, keeping our hearts warm, and uh, it's not always easy this time of year. told myself I would keep my cheeks dry during this episode, doing my best over here. I'm excited about today's episode, Christmas gift ideas that won't cost you a dime. Seriously, yes, that's the only gift I have to give you listeners this holiday season. I'm like the little freaking drummer boy over here. And listen, as far as Christian holidays are concerned, I realize that not everyone listening to my voice right now is a could, would consider themselves a Christian, and I just want you to know I'm glad you're here. You are totally welcome to listen to this podcast. I don't even know why I should even say that, right? This isn't like my little Christian thing. Right. And for those of you who aren't Christians, I hope that my friend uh, Cash Peters was a treat for you. I I hope he was a treat for my Christian listeners as well. But uh, on the last couple of podcasts, there may be a a breath of fresh air to some of you who are listening who who aren't of the the Christian realm. And Cash is a great guy. Um, I'm glad that he was on the podcast. I consider him a friend and... I, I, I want to have more kinds of folks like that who are interesting, conscious type of people, but not necessarily from the Christian realm of things, right? Um, and I hope you can appreciate that because there's there's things that the Bible says about your your how you appear to outsiders, right? Um, Colossians is going to say that Timothy in the Bible, I'm talking about the Bible here. Uh, how are you looked upon by outsiders? Uh, Cash approached me to be on the podcast, which I, I'm humbled and honored by. Um, he listened to, uh, inter- my interview with Seth Taylor and asked if, Hey, would this guy like to have me on? And I'm like, yeah, sure. That'd be great. So, uh, Again, I'm glad that uh, Cash did that interview, and it went way too long. I think that the first one, right, there was two parts to the last two podcasts, and the first part should have been the end, right? And I didn't, you know, my mom passed away a week ago, so I've been processing that, learning how to grieve again, and I didn't edit that part two very well. I was actually in the hospital. I spent many hours there with my mom before she passed away and I was doing some of the editing there with just earbuds in my ears and people coming in and out and so it was yeah you know it was what it was um but uh, we were there for three or four days in the hospital and you run out of things to read or Facebook posts or Twitter tweets and you know I started editing the podcast while I was there and um, so yeah, I'm still processing that and learning to, to grieve the loss of a, of a parent, which is always not the easiest thing. Um, but again, you know, that's part of my life, part of what I'm going through, uh, right now, but I wanted to, to focus doing the podcast and, and, uh, and some end of the year thoughts, 
that I wanted to talk about. And I wanted to leave you with three uh, Christmas gift ideas, all right, that won't cost you a dime. So, yes, going to try and uh, kick this rest of this, finish this podcast up here. <laughs> Put a neat little bow on it for Christmas time. How's that? Um, my friend and past guest, Jeff Betker, a uh, guy that was on the podcast a while back, he was in a, in a punk rock band back in the 90s called 90 Pound Wuss for uh, Tooth and Nail Records, right? Christian label here in Seattle that uh, still exists, actually. Um, 90 Pound Wuss doesn't, but Jeff Becker does, and he's a great guy. Anyway, he uh, shared this on his Facebook, and it made me think about this episode and, again, some of the things going on under the surface, the the attitudes of Scrooge, right? Uh, and, and it was a, it was a post by... Uh, Thought catalog, blogster out there, I imagine. Uh, Anyway, uh, and the post reads, 10 things people don't realize... uh, Sorry. 10 things people don't realize you're doing because you're repressing the hell out of your feelings. I'm not sure if that's good grammar, but whatever. I'm not the grammar police, for God's sake. God knows I don't... Uh, I failed English and I speak it. So there's that. Anyway, emotional repression. And you can go ahead and look up the article for yourself if you like. Uh, again, it's called uh, 10 Things People Don't Realize You're Doing Because You're Repressing the Hell Out of Your Feelings. It's just weird the way it's worded because it's putting it out there, right? Like you're doing it. Anytime, here's a little marriage advice too, by the way. If you're using you and your a lot, um, try and remove those words. The more you consciously try and remove those words from arguments, the more you can break down what you're doing and how you're feeling based on the way they're making you feel, right? Um, chances are nobody makes you feel anything. You just get stirred up in here and all that stuff comes out. So what does it mean to repress emotionally our feelings? And this is something that I have been living in spades since my mom passed away um, just a few weeks ago now, Um, letting myself feel it and then being aware of, like I talked about in the last podcast where I was drinking, right, self-medicating, I still do that, Uh, but I found the biggest and most effective way that I tend to repress my emotions is to be that judge. To be like that pastor in the mall and to look at people and to distance myself and disconnect. There's a lot of scientific evidence recently in behavioral science that will say that, you know, removing this word addiction and replacing it with um, bonding, right? We're disconnecting emotionally from other people, so we bond to a substance that helps us get by. That helps us feel. We feel it. You experience drinking a half case of beer. You experience a porn binge for two hours. You feel that in spades. It's a burst of feelings and dopamine and all of that. And I'm going to tell you the approach that I want you to take and something I want you to try. And you can try it right now during this holiday season. And this is the three things I want to give you. They're not three ghosts, okay? The ghosts of Christmas past. You're going to see them 
during the holidays, <laughs> right? That's the thing about your family. They kind of know your shit, right? Like know you. They know the history, some of it. They don't know everything. Every family's got its secrets. Every family's got that one person, right? Um, seeing family during the holidays is something to practice. If you don't have a lot of family, I challenge you to call somebody. Make a difficult phone call to that person that, for whatever reason, you've become disconnected from. And um, listen. So that's the first one I want to throw out here. Is It's a gift that I'm going to give you that you can give to others. And the gift is listening. All right? If you could listen to folks... It, the gift of listening it's a, it's a generosity that's done in your heart that you you don't have to open your wallet for all right when somebody's speaking to you you listen you may even ask questions that go into okay how does that feel you know and see where that leads and see if, where where that takes you asking a question like that so what what did that feel like throwing interjecting that in a conversation will change it we're especially with men because men are such literal linear kind of nutsy boltsy thinkers but during this holiday season man being in family uh during christmas time or dinner or whatever you see that relative listen to them consciously take the time to listen the generous habitual and it it becomes like a skill like a muscle you can work the more you listen to folks the less time you're spending inside yourself and it's the the hoarder that lives inside yourself this is the opposite of hoarding generosity is the opposite of hoarding um emotional hoarding um repressing the feeling the need the very real human need to connect that that's generosity and it starts with listening i believe so that's the first one i want to throw out there listen be generous with your ears god gave you two ears one mouth all right so use those two ears as a gift the next one is for you folks who have smartphones and you're probably listening to this on a smartphone chances are odds are right um Another gift I want to give you that you could give to others in your family is to realize that your smartphone is a tool rather than a companion. If you could stop looking at it as a companion, right? It has emotional energy as a companion. It it serves a functional, even a chemical functional outlet for connection, Right? There's a bond that we have emotionally with our smartphones because they become like a companion. And I'm just as guilty of this, all right? This is something I'm going to need to put into practice as well. What are my friends on Facebook doing, right? Getting bored, you're sitting there with family, and in it's not going as fast as you would like. So, you know, I hit the button on my phone and check what what is that little red circle with the number in it say next to my facebook feed man i'm just as guilty or twitter right is there any little red number next to the little tweet logo 
and maybe those people in there are more interesting than what I got going on out here, right? That's usually what I'm doing in that regard, and this is part of my addictive nature, I guess, to use those words. I don't know. It's just, it's it's as a human being, I'm looking to connect, and I want to connect faster because this is, right, this is just not, right, this is not going as fast as I'd like it. Um, something Paul Young said that has always stuck with me. He said that you, you, you don't have to teach patience. Um, patience is one of those things that just is. It's part of the rhythm of life. It's something that we need to sync up with rather than, you know, exercise patience. I need to exercise patience. I feel like I need to exercise patience. Like I need to, I need to be more patient. Really, I need to just stop and breathe. Let your eyes scan the room and think about who these people are, right? Maybe let yourself get stirred in a different curiosity of who these people are underneath, right, what's going on on the surface. I think that would be cool for me, right, even as I see relatives and stuff like that, to to be genuinely curious about them as companions. They are my family, for crying out loud, rather than looking at my smartphone as my buddy who's going to save me from this boring situation that I'm in. Um, so if my, if my smart, smartphone's a powerful tool, all right? I'm not saying demonizing the smartphone. Uh, it's a great tool. It's a great tool to even be connected. But I think our Facebook and social media time can become habitual. And I think that that's what it's doing is it's it's hitting one of those seven needs. We have thirsty needs in our being, and that's connecting to those needs. Listen, all this stuff, by the way, for those of you who struggle with sexual compulsive behavior, this is the emotional stuff underneath. I, I don't even worry about it's not I'm not gonna say I don't care whether you look at porn or not all right I want you to see you get some freedom over that but stop counting your days I mean sure that's good but if it's a if it's something that you're carrying this date around like oh I haven't masturbated since you know last Thursday or something like that stop it all right even like Seth says if you're gonna look at porn go look at porn it's it why do you do it why do you serve it what is it what is your body connecting with there this is what i'm getting down to so rather than spending all of your energy trying to do behavior modification stuff that doesn't last long term all right and this is proven stuff it's you break the 90 day habit yeah there's some good evidence for that but that doesn't mean you're not going to relapse. I mean, if you if it's just behavior mod that got you through the 90 days, you're still, it's the connection stuff. That's what I'm talking about here. So, number one, the generosity, the open-handed, like your ears, think of them as open hands as you walk around, you know, right, with your relatives. You're listening for for gems of who they are as people to connect and number two is look at your smartphone as a device that's a tool rather than a companion right rather than some r2d2 or c3po you're carrying around in your pocket all right number three 
Number three is love and believe in love. This might sound vague because when we get into heart stuff, again, going back into that faith-based stuff, it sounds vague because unless you experience it, it kind of is. Talking about it, words aren't adequate to talk about love and how that impacts your heart. I don't know how to put it into words. It's experienced, just like in the Dickens book, right? He experiences these three ghosts. Um, the, the James Conn character, right, in the Elf movie, he experiences Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf tears down his world and then builds a whole new one. And it's beautiful. Um, it, it reminded me of uh, Cash Peters, my interview with Cash Peters. He wrote a book, uh, a little book about believing. And it's about believing, right? <laughs> Something that he does is called the Say Yes to Everything Month. And he doesn't, and he got, he kind of got it from the movie with a Jim Carrey, I believe it was, Say Yes. It's actually about this French uh, philosopher who does this as a spiritual practice. He just says yes to, you know, whatever comes his way. So he says it's like putting himself on the universe's, you know, right, on God's path, like God is bringing these situations and opportunities to mind. And usually we fall into these patterns where our heart gets cold, right? And we just get jaded and we just get used to habitually saying no to everything. What if we were able to stop think about it a minute and go, yes, right? I've been doing this with homeless people. Like, I don't tend to give them money. One is because I don't have any money. And two is because I, I don't have any money. Um, but I do, I'll buy hand warmers because it's cold this time of year. It's snowing right now outside, which is awesome as I'm doing the Christmas episode here. Uh, but, man, people that live on the streets, it's cold. And they do go into shelters, and there's the mission and stuff like that. But as they're standing out there with their signs or whatever, I I don't have much, but I can give them hand warmers. I can give them a granola bar, right? And that's my way of saying yes. And it's funny how so often I'm just used to, because I drive all day, seeing these people as like a road sign. They're not a road sign. That's a human being, you know? And if there's a little thing I could do, there's a little thing you could do, to interrupt that just no, right, that lives in all of us. To stop, let the magic enter your heart a little bit and believe that yes, what could yes bring? Something to carry into the new year maybe? Not that you say yes to everything, and Cash would say that too. He says, you know, that was what I was telling Seth. I said, maybe I should ask Cash for $10,000. Like he, he lives in Beverly Hills in a gated house, right? Um, it's funny. No, Cash said, no, I'm not. He's not going to do that because that's other people manipulating him. He's not going to be manipulated, right? Because that's obviously them trying to use him, abuse him. That's that the word abuse actually means to use someone for their unintended purpose. Um, so with that last one, the three gifts I want to give you to give to others is, um, again, number one, listen, the generosity of listening, open ears brings an open heart. 
All right. It's going to start to wear down that cold, crusty, icy heart. All right. Number two, that smartphone you carry around, it's not your buddy. All right. It's not your companion. It's a tool. It's a powerful tool. It's a great tool. It's a phone book. It's a computer. It can look up stuff. It can you can watch movies. You can listen to radio. Right? This is a powerful tool, but it's not your buddy. All right. It's just a, it's just a thing. It's just a robot. It's not. It doesn't have emotions. It's not something to emotionally bond with. It's it's emotionally repressing you, and me. I'm talking to myself here. It's emotionally repressing you, Russ, to see your smartphone as a companion. <sighs> Right, that's one that I'm gonna learn too. Uh, and three, most importantly, love, believe, pray this holiday season. When you see the lights, when you see the manger scenes, remember what this season really is about. What if the Creator of the universe did come down to our level? Like a like a big powerful father coming down to the eye level of a three year old, put on flesh, entered in as a baby himself, as a vulnerable baby, born in a barn, not in a palace, right? Born amongst farm animals, you know, born amongst the lowly, and having a heart for the lowly. And having trouble with the self-righteous. This is God entering into time and space and putting on flesh. And it's beautiful. It's love. My past guest, Cash, doesn't believe that Jesus is the Son of God or the Son of Man. He believed that he's just another guy. I don't I don't believe that. I believe that Jesus' bones are out in the desert. His DNA is in the Middle East somewhere. Then we're all fools. Um, but, but that's just me. Uh but the truth is, and, and something he said is, he called Jesus the switched on. He's one of these switched on guys. Um, Cash would consider people that are conscious people, right? Switched on. And I wanted to leave you with this. This is uh, this is Bill Murray in the the film Scrooge when he gets after his heart melting experience, his experienced faith. There's where he gets switched on. C.S. Elf Scrooged my favorite Christmas comedies with a message and with a heart. And especially this holiday season, man, this movie really brought me to tears. Um, After my mom passed away, I noticed myself getting grumpy, my heart getting a little cold. I could sense the frost. That's, That's improvement, I suppose, in me. But it still hurts. I don't want to be that, but I'm waking up now, you know, and having to feel it, um, it's not that bad. It really isn't. So I'm going to leave you with this clip, and I'm going to end the Christmas episode here, and happy 2016. Merry Christmas to you listeners. I do love you. I love every single one of you that are listening right now. And um, this is Matthew West, by the way, leading into this clip. Uh, the song is called The Motions. Till next time, here you go. And bye. This might hurt. 
It's not safe, but I know that I've gotta make a change. I don't care if I break, at least I'll be feeling something. 'Cause just okay is not enough. Help me fight through the nothingness of life. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve, and if you waste that miracle, you're going to burn for it. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. You do have to get involved. There are people that are having having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat. There are people that are cold. You can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, "Here." You can make them a sandwich and say, "Oh, by the way, here." I get it now, and if you if you give, then you then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's it's everybody who's got to have this miracle, and it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You just gotta want that feeling, and if you like it and you want it. You'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I don't. I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. And I, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's it's really better than I felt in a long time. I I I'm ready. Have a merry Christmas, everybody. Did I forget something, big man? <laughs> 